1: of a martini. I want a martini
0: that can be declared a disaster area. Makes me just such a martini. We're back, hackers be damned. Thanks for listening. Um, I hang out with fun people for lunch and drink booze. Hey. Uh, sometimes they tell me interesting stories, sometimes they tell me their deepest secrets, and sometimes they tell me about working in comic book stores. Uh, in this episode, uh, I get some of that out of John Kimmel. Mr. Kimmel is a very talented artist and designer, uh, and as you'll hear, he's keeping busy with a lot of uh, work and projects. This this episode touches on a little bit of that, but quickly gets into just a lot of straight up comic book talk. So join us in our booth at the back as we share our drinks and our stories. All right, so. I'm ready. (laughs) Are you ready? Are you ready? Welcome to the show, sir. i got to give you a toast here. It's been a while. I've been trying to get you on here for a while. Thank you, sir. Thanks for coming over. You bet. Oh, man. That's not too bad.
1: No, I like it. Does
0: that uh, that work for you there? It does. All right, so uh, full disclosure, Ryan Holt uh, couldn't make it, and uh, some of our uh, fill-ins fell through as well. Somebody had a flat tire, and it's been kind of a big deal trying to get folks over. But that's okay. we got you. That's the important thing, so... Uh, So I'm making the drinks as well as hosting. How's it going so far? It's going good. You haven't had to say anything, so it must be (laughs) (laughs) alright. So making Cape Cod's because Ryan Holt's not here. He hates vodka. And, uh... Not hates them. Those are strong words, but, uh... And it's pretty easy, so I can make these pretty easily. So, what have you been up to? (sighs) Man,
1: a lot lately. Uh, Recently... Went back to to full-time freelancing, which, as you know, can be... (laughs) Challenging. It can be challenging. Uh, Kind of exciting, but kind of... of, uh, It's interesting in the sense that you go into this uh, kind of thing full-time and uh, you have expectations of what you think you can get done because, oh, in theory, you have a lot of extra time. Right. And then you find out, well, somehow I don't... I have less time, almost, yeah, yeah. than I did when I was full-time working for someone else. But that being said, it's going pretty good. So I've been freelancing, working, uh, adjuncting, and then I also own, co-own a uh, a game company. Right. And the the hip term is analog games, not digital games. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So so we make analog games. So basically, that means we make board games and card games. Uh, and so that's, that was been my side project for a while, for the last few years.
0: When does this become your full-time thing?
1: That's such a great question. So the idea was, um, I took the month off of December to try to get some things, uh, squared away to where it would just be like half and half, full freelance and then working on the game business. Um, they've both kind of ended up taking full time. Right. so it's like I'll put in like an 8 hour day for freelance uh, work and then I'll put like another 8 hour behind that for the game business right, right. Um, so it keeps me busy
0: yeah no kidding
1: yeah so that's that's my background right now and uh, things are going good I I could talk on and on so you might have to like transition me right into here. other <laughs> <laughs> other directions or I'll just go on as as I jokingly call I think I'm actually in the process of, uh, I wanted to put together a, a YouTube channel that targeted like games and art, maybe a slight critique or review, or just me rambling about what I think about a game, but mostly from like its aesthetics and what drew me into it, right. and why I keep coming back to it. Light on mechanics, mostly on the interface of like the user experience and how approachable it is and if you like it or not, right, uh, right. what attracts you to it. You have to keep me on course. That's what this is all about. But right. Uh, what,
0: so, what, okay, if, uh, <laughs> if that's what you're into, uh, what have you been playing, or what what has kind of captured your attention lately? Oh, that's a great question.
1: Um, so, what happens is when you start working uh, in the game industry, typically this is like the standard for most new game designers. You go from playing a lot of games. To then never playing games because all you're doing is making the game. And so lately, I haven't played a whole lot. My business partner and our playtesters, they tend to get together somewhat regularly, uh, at least once a month. But the play, well, for other games, our games, we get together all the time. But for other games, they get together about once a month and they just like pick a random. uh, What the hell was that? So okay. <laughs> so so uh, they'll pick a, a random uh, board game, and uh, that's something I can talk to more. Is, th- too. is that just
0: like research, or just kind of? That's the premises.
1: On, right. It's it's research, as well as. Uh, so right now, and we'll get to this, I'm sure later in the conversation. But uh, because of crowdfunding services like Kickstarter or uh, IndieGoGo, a number of new games, like right now, they call it the golden age of like. Games right. for, for uh, board games and tabletop games and card games and what have you. Um, analog games. Analog though? games. There's so <laughs> many games being made right now right. that distribution can't even keep up. But that being said,
0: you, this is this reminds me of like a topic I'm gonna bring up with you later.
1: Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. But uh,
0: yeah, go ahead.
1: They so they 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 do. It's like it's like double duty. Uh, You play a lot of new games because you like to play games, but you also play a lot of new games to see what's, like, the hot thing. Right. That's the research component.
0: Right, right. Yeah. So, kind of going from, because you like to go from tangent, right? Yeah, yeah. uh, (laughs) You're in the the golden age of these uh, analog games, right? Distribution and things are... Uh, probably more so than they have been in years. Let's talk about uh, your speaking of that like or well, your time at uh, working in comics.
1: Oh. <laughs> that is a transition. So funny thing.
0: Okay. Lay it on me.
1: Right now Lincoln in particular is going to have like it has like a resurgence of comic book shops. What? Uh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Um, so when I was in high school there were two basically basically big dogs in town. There's Traded Tape Comic Center Uh and Cosmic Comics. Right. I worked at Cosmic Comics and then at the height of like the comic book era in the mid to late 90s there was a place like called Comic World, Comic Etc. They're all long gone but they were all Lincoln comic shops and then fast forward like almost 20 years uh, the industry's not doing so great but it has to kind of stay around because
0: that's where all the uh movie materials yeah, coming from intellectual so, properties yeah. they're, they're testing there essentially so
1: Disney kind of has to keep them around in theory but coming back to the comic shop thing Rainbow Comics uh, which was based out of a South Dakota yeah. has moved into Lincoln like last year
0: yeah
1: um, Traded Tape is in the process of likely exchange ownership Larry has owned it for 40 years since like 75 76 right. somewhere in there and uh, he's about to retire, and his uh, one employee who was the general manager, kind of coming full circle, he was the general manager at Cosmic Comics right. for years and years, he'll likely be acquiring it. But in the interim, there's this toy place, uh, Back in Time Toys, I think it's what it's called. All right. Uh, Indian Village Shopping Center. I'm like dropping all these names. Hopefully that's cool. But
0: <laughs> in, things, in any event, right <laughs> home being stepping all over, you asking for
1: a sponsorship. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, they uh, they also have this Shivers Ice Cream Shop. There's another name for a sponsor. Yeah,
0: uh, you're connected.
1: You got you, you know all of this. They're right next to each other. They're owns a husband and wife, and there might be some other partners. I don't know their full story, but they're right. together. At Indian Village. Well, Shivers like moved over to where Pepe's like vegetarian right, grill right. place you go, used you to got be. Got any
0: other people you want to throw Yeah,
1: over? I'm going to keep going. So, what,
0: what about the, isn't there a speakeasy over well, there? You haven't mentioned that. yet. <laughs> no, not
1: yet. <laughs> I'll get to that. And then so in between now the ice cream shop and the toy store is now this, I think it's just straight up called Behind the Glass. Right. At least that's what it was going by. It might be a new name officially here soon, but that's, it was supposed to be a shop as I understood it that just featured original comic art oh, okay. so coming back to comics right so yeah, okay. original comic here. art let's go. let's go so but now it might actually just like straight up be a full blown comics uh, store huh. but their they're, they're, they're schtick if you will will be uh, original art on the wall every month they'll have a new artist or writer come in right and do signings and whatnot. And then they kind of have an open floor space area where they'll have, like, drawing nights. So if you want to draw, you can come in and draw comics. I think uh, of the owners, the one that I know, his name's Nate Hamill, um, he'll probably have Is some... Is he from around here? He He's from Lincoln, moved out to Colorado, has done some work for various publishers. Now he's back in Lincoln, and uh, he works at the toy store but he also owns or co-owns or however right I'm not sure the full legal sure, sure. deal but uh, he, I think he's one of two main partners for the that new behind the glass and uh, it's now a comic shop or will be here shortly they have back issues now huh. but they're like I think just like his and his partners right. like back stock but moving forward I, I think they're actually getting uh, distribution from Diamond which is like that's the right. distributor for comic stores so yeah, in in a matter of a year, we went from having only one comic shop for the last twenty years in Lincoln, well, almost it's been twenty a while, years,
0: yeah.
1: to now having three.
0: Really? Yeah, wow, which is kind wild. of unexpected. Yeah, yeah, that's really interesting. Guess we'll have to pop in there and kind of chat with them and kind of see what's going on. It'd be, yeah, be fun to just kind of see what they're up to. But what about you? Like your experience in that? So we we taken me a very roundabout way to like you spent some time. At a shop, right?
1: Yeah, I worked in high school at a uh, Cosmic Comics for four years. Where was that? Where was that location? They had multiple ones. They had uh, the the one I started at was at Van Dorn Shopping Center.
0: Okay, I was actually gonna ask you, like, what was the one that was at Van Dorn? Yeah, that was the one. That was right? Cosmic Comics. Okay.
1: Yeah, so that's where I started, and then, uh, but when you worked at Co-
0: when when was that?
1: <laughs> 91 to almost
0: 95. See, because I was up in I was in college around that time. Yeah. I remember stopping in there and picking up some stuff. So it might have been around the same time. Yeah, I mean, I was the
1: the fat goofy kid that worked there.
0: Oh yeah, and, then uh, I, oh yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, no.
1: yeah. That's, just,
0: that's, that's <laughs> could, that could have been anybody, John.
1: I know, but back <laughs> then I, I stood out because of that. I was the the fat goofy kid, but uh, still kind of goofy, not so fat, but. Um, it was brutal. Another tangent. Yeah. Like, whenever there was a new comic movie at the time, which there weren't very many, but right. we had a, a birthday cell in the summertime. And uh, you had to wear a costume if you, like, work there. And I remember I had to wear, like, this rubber Batman outfit. Oh, sweet. In July. Yeah. Running around the shopping mall. I probably lost 20 pounds that day. Oh, sweet. It was just like it's like peeling the rubber suit off. It was, it was miserable. You still got that? No, no. The owner, whoever owns it, I regret. Because it it's probably smells pretty bad. <laughs>
0: it's got it hanging somewhere. It's pretty. Sniffs it every now <laughs>
1: Yeah. Oh,
0: John. We had some good times, didn't we?
1: If you only knew. Yeah. So. so, yeah. So, there was there was the Van Doren store, and then uh, East Park was the main location. And that was there from, like, 86 to almost, like, 2006. Right. And then uh, there was an Omaha location as well. It was a cool, like, it's, it's funny. To this day, it's probably still, like, one of the best jobs i ever had. But you got to sit around and read comics all day that was your job
0: well I mean it's that's cool so and what was it what was like a, uh, your best uh, working at the comic shop story <laughs> or are there many I don't there's
1: know. a lot but right, we'll get, this yeah. one will probably get me in trouble I hope okay not. good but,
0: good so <laughs> <laughs> give me something to add out since just I one of the funniest
1: uh, there were a number of them but one of them was uh, this guy Mel really cool dude but uh like most of the customers we had, they all had their own stories. Yeah. And this particular guy, he, uh, I think he liked to drink his schnapps a
0: okay. lot.
1: So yeah. he came in completely, like, blitzed out of his mind, smelled like raspberry schnapps. Oh, and But he was an artist. Right. And he would come in. are they, all... they all? Yeah, <laughs> sorry, right? Sorry. He came <laughs> in with these really awesome, like, oh, okay. no one's ever done this before, but yeah. they were usually, they were like a, he'd take like these flat styrofoam sheets. Uh-huh and he would cut out uh, pages from the comics so like just the figures right. and he'd create these really elaborate and he'd put like uh, toothpicks or something behind them so they'd right. have like a dimensionality yeah, okay. and so they were, they were huge and they were cool and uh, he would come in with these things and we would every now and then if we could we'd try to sell them sure. you know sell them for him uh, but Mel was a great guy but he would come in and on occasion be really hammered and uh, he came in one time he had just heard that they're gonna make a Fantastic Four movie. Oh yeah, the original one that was so bad it went straight to like VHS tape, yeah,
0: straight to disappearance. That's right.
1: <laughs> Supposedly it was never to be released, but there's a story about that too, where a guy that worked at Marvel like snuck a copy out. Anyways, uh, before it ever came out, it was just rumored. It was being printed in what was like the Wizard's Guide to Comics back then. Right. And Mel came in. He had just just read the article. And he was so excited. And I just remember him coming in. He's like, Mr. Fantastic's got to stretch. If he don't stretch, it's over with. And it was just, it was so funny. Just the the mannerisms, like uh, the way he presented it. But yeah, Mr. Fantastic has to stretch. If he don't stretch, it's over with. That was pretty good. All my other cosmic stories are probably R-rated and I can't go into
0: like oh, I don't know you not listened to the show? <laughs> I have um, I feel like it's a it's a pretty fair game there
1: oh man so everyone has their own story about the owner but but one of them was uh, <laughs> the comic industry was starting to kind of go downhill right and uh, he had just opened up a brand new store we were at the Edgewood Shopping Center I forgot to even mention that one I remember and that, yeah. uh brand new store all new fixtures it was like the perfect showroom for a comic shop in like 95 right. 96 somewhere in there uh and he called me up on a saturday morning and wanted to know like how how business was like what was in the drawer and it was like well, we got like you got like three bucks brian and it should be like a few hundred by that point in the day wow. maybe even a thousand right it was like prime time Saturday late morning early afternoon it was like we're up three bucks wow and you could just you could pull the phone away from your from your uh, head and he's like what what fuck and he's like we gotta shut it down shut the store down right Johnny lock it up <laughs> <laughs> it's like well we, we got customers in the store Brian I don't care like and so right. if you knew Brian had a very raspy voice and uh so he's like Johnny shut it down. It's like, I'm coming in. It's like, Oh God. And, uh, he comes in about an hour later. And at that point we had a, a relatively new hire. He was like an LPS student. He's like 15. He got special permission, right. uh, to work there. So Trent comes in and, uh, I told him that, you know, it's kind of been a slow, slow day. Brian's going to come in, maybe give us a pep talk, something <laughs> to like help, somehow magically boosts the store sales or right. we're gonna you know it's gonna be a very short day or we're just gonna lock it up close it down and brian comes in and uh he's 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 pretty upset and he walks around the store there's no one in the store but in the back of the store we had like an arcade area with like two or three arcades and we had these what were called like uh, cardboard standees so they were like spider-man superman right. like they were like four or five feet tall cardboard standees And one of them was this character, Prime, who's really obscure, but it was like an off-brand Superman. Right. Basically. Right. And so, Brian walks in, he's all upset, and he goes into the arcade room, and you start hearing this, like, like he's punching something. (laughs) You're like, what What the hell is he doing? And he's like, fuck Prime, (laughs) fuck Prime! He's like... Beat you and like Trent's like not sure how to react to this because he's like, right. he comes from a good home, he's probably never experienced like trauma like this or d- drama at the very least. Yeah. and so he's like, What do we do? What do we do? And I'm, I'm trying not to laugh, like, because Brian's this little guy, he's a great guy, he might listen to this because he's still around, <laughs> but uh. He's this little dude, and he's he's actually getting winded right. by punching a cardboard <laughs> stand-up, and he's like, ah, 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 and then he like he he puts yeah. the he he puts the standy down. Okay, good. And he walks into the back. The, there's another back room with the door, and he closes the door. and And Trent and I are just like, oh god, what do we do? What do we do? And I'm just like. <laughs> I've seen this occur before, so I was like, well, this is just a normal Brian letting out his anger, whatever. Uh, But Brian comes out completely composed, like nothing ever happened. Right. He's like, fellas, keep up the good work. (laughs) Uh, You may have to, I, yeah, there might, you might have to clean up the arcade area. Uh, You may have heard me, like, beat up Prime. great work guys I'm out of here don't close the store Johnny and then and then he was gone oh that's incredible yeah that was that was not
0: unusual that, <laughs> <laughs> I suppose towards the end of the run there when uh, you know sales started taking a drop I can imagine that's uh, it, it got interesting that could have been, been really tough I mean, that needs. This is some. There work. was a boom, you know. Yeah, like it took off, and it was,
1: you know. I wanted to just comment one more thing on that, and I, now I'm trying to blank on what it was. But if it comes back to me, I'll, I'll bring it up because it was relevant. But. That happens
0: yeah well, especially <laughs> when you like start knocking a few of these things yeah, back here yeah, yeah you ready for a refill then you yeah. want another one of these or you want to do a gimlet you want to do, I'll a do something different because this okay. is like this
1: is my opportunity to explore all right
0: all right i'll hook right. you up dude as best right. i can okay I'm not the master all right thanks for doing the show mr kimmel and sharing your fun stories by the way, there are more comic book stories uh, to come in a future episode. However, if you can't wait that long, follow John on Twitter at John underscore Kimmel or on Instagram at jkimmelcreative. Thanks for listening to the show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and rate and review the show. Um, you can follow the show on Twitter at bastardmartini or you can visit the website. It's oldbastardmartinilunch.com. Until the next time, have another martini, I know I will.